Hey Baker, welcome to Business is Sweet. It's easy to fall in love with the sweet art of baking. It's a bit harder to take the right steps to create a successful business around your baking. But the business side of baking is also pretty sweet. I believe that you can be paid well for your creativity, build a successful baking business from home, and enjoy the work you get to do. And in fact, I don't just believe it, I know it because I've done it. I'm your host, Brett, a self-taught home-based baker myself who's built a thriving business making a full-time income as a wedding cake designer, all from home while raising my two little kiddos. And I'm here to show you how to do it too. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Business is Sweet. I gotta apologize because <laughs> this last month has been one of the busiest months that I've had in a long time <laughs> between going to Florida for the SoFlo Cake Show and running events and doing projects and kids things and preschool graduation. There's been so much and so I wasn't able to get an episode up for just a moment there. And I'm catching up now and coming in hot with a fantastic conversation that I had with Stephanie Pollock, who is the founder of an event that's happening this weekend called The Bake Fest. The Bake Fest is like the coolest, biggest international virtual baking extravaganza you will ever find. <laughs> Last year was its first year, and I had the incredible honor to teach at it alongside incredible names like Cake by Courtney, Sugar Geek Show, Sweet Kate Bake, and Betty Baker, Erin McDowell, amazing, amazing people. And it's so fun because it's a live virtual kind of event that happens over two days where you can attend everything live. There's hands-on classes. You can learn everything from like fondant working to chocolate making to business topics like SEO and photography and things like that. It's like literally the full package of all of the baking, decorating help that you need. And Stephanie is the founder of it. And her story is incredible. Let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie. She started a cupcake blog and it became very, very wildly known for its recipes. She's worked with brands like Paula Deen, Parade Magazine, All Recipes, Fine Cooking Magazine, Wilton, Cake Boss. She creates content, she does recipe development, and now she hosts this incredible, incredible event, the Bake Fest, which I do have a code for you if you want to grab your ticket. I'm teaching at it again. I'll be teaching about money, 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 and it's going to be just a session that's on Fire. There's going to be so many shifts, so many breakthroughs about money and business and how to manage it and how to think about it and how to work with it. I can't wait to teach you there. So when you get your ticket to the Bake Fest, not only can you come live those first two days, but you can also get all the recordings for the whole thing. So it's basically like an entire year's worth of classes that you can continue to watch. And I still watch mine from last year. I was watching Liz from the Sugar Geek Show building like a structured cake and teaching how to use the power tools and put it together. And I was watching a wafer paper flower class too, because that's something I really would like to get into. So don't miss your chance to come to the Bake Fest. I'm going to drop the link 
to register in the show notes, but you can also use a code, which is the out of home baker 15 the out of home baker 15 and that'll give you an extra sweet little discount so you can grab your ticket and come and see me at my class come and chat come and just enjoy all of the great learning that's going to happen and then enjoy the recordings afterwards it's going to be amazing so now i want to talk to stephanie she's here today and i want to hear how she started because she's done all these incredible amazing things And she started exactly where you are right now, like no pastry skills, no degree behind her in pastry school. Very, very smart, creative, brilliant lady who found a a way, just kind of serendipitously found her way into the baking world and became an incredible culinary genius. And I'm so excited to talk to her today and to share her story. So without further ado, here is Stephanie Pollock. Hey, Steph, it's so good to have you here. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I'm really excited because being able to share guests with my audience who have done so many incredible things, but who started out like somewhere in such a same place as all of the bakers listening have, because like you at this point have a, a crazy incredible Instagram with like almost a million followers. You have this blog called The Cupcake Project. You work with amazing brands. You started a whole event called The Bake Fest. But all of this started just from home when two friends were having a conversation about a wedding, right? And needing cupcakes. (laughs) That's correct. Yeah, you just never know where life is going to go. You really don't. And I think it's so inspiring what you've done and what you've built because like your story is so many bakers' story of just like starting with that little breadcrumb of like, sorry, that was my little boy in the background. Your story is the same story that other people are, are only at the beginning at of like figuring out that they love baking and just following that little breadcrumb of that passion. And I love to kind of draw back the curtain and show people where you started, where you've been, and talk about what you're doing right now, because you do some pretty incredible things for other bakers to help them with their businesses and with their baking skills. But can you take us back down memory lane where it all started and tell us about that very first order that started it all? Yeah, so... This was 2007, so a long time ago. I had some good friends who were talking about getting – they were getting married, right? And they were going cake tasting different places, and they wanted to get cupcakes for their wedding. And they said, you know, this is going to be really expensive to order cupcakes, of course, that we all know. It's not cheap. And I was like, you know what? I think I can make your cupcakes. And I had never baked cupcakes in my life. I thought so they would say, you are say you? It? Why did you say I, Why did I say it? I think because I was really confident that I could do it. Like, I mean, it's a recipe. You, I could never baked a cupcake ever, ever. I baked a lot of things, but I had never baked a cupcake. Um, and I also, like, I had never done, like, decorating or, you know, anything like that. Um and actually, remind when we finish this story, I'm going to tell you something else about that because it's funny. But okay. like, basically, I decided um, I would, 
I could do it. And so they obviously believed in me and maybe they just didn't care that much about their desserts. I don't know. Or they just wanted to save money, but they were like, sure. So I, I started baking them uh, a different flavor of cupcake every week leading up to their wedding. Because when I take something on, I'm very serious. Like you, you probably like know this about me already. (laughs) Yeah. You're a go-getter, which makes you such a good entrepreneur. Cause it's like, you you just have an idea and you go for it. Like you don't sit and wait and worry and wonder why. You're like, a, let's just do it. Like I'm going to figure this out. Exactly. So that's what it was with these cupcakes. I was like, okay, we're going there. And so I was like, okay, what do you think of this flavor? What do you think of this flavor? What do you think of this flavor? And they're like, we can't even remember. There's too many flavors you've given us. So I started a blog to track all the flavors. And I called it Cupcake Project because it was my project of finding the best cupcake recipes for their wedding. Which I love. I've wondered that, like, where your name comes from. And that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. The Cupcake yeah. Project. Yeah, that's <laughs> what, what it was. Cool. And they... Um, at the first couple comments on my blog were just the couple, my friends, and they would say like flavor 10 out of 10, uh, appearance 1 out of 10, <laughs> you know, like did whatever it was. One out of 10s? I did. Well, so what I learned, and this was the story I was going to tell you. So I don't like frosting. This is the thing about me. I'm not a frosting fan. And I was always raised, like my mom is like, let's just put like a tiny little bit, like frosting is so bad for you. You shouldn't have that much frosting. And so when I started making them cupcakes, I would have like a little smear of frosting. And they were like, are you kidding me? Like, this is not how a cupcake's supposed to look. And so part of my journey was learning like how other people expected cupcakes to look. (laughs) And I had to like really figure out that people wanted a big like swirl on top of their cupcakes and how to do a big squirrel on top of a cupcake. So that was a a learning curve for sure. I usually cut, like when I get a cupcake, I'll cut like maybe the tippy part off because it is a lot of frost. It's like sometimes you have to trade off a little bit, like tons of frost for the look but it's mm-hmm. not always everyone's favorite but for them it was and so you figured out okay you had to adjust and make those pivots I, you took that feedback exactly had to figure out what to do got better and better at the cupcakes and and people started reading the blog that I didn't know and <laughs> it just <laughs> blew my mind and eventually when that started happening that sort of piqued my interest and I was mm-hmm. like I wonder how many people I can get to read this blog and what I need to do to do that. And how does that work? And so then I started uh, spending a lot of time and effort on that. And eventually I got to the point where lots of people were reading it and I was monetizing it and it became my job. That's incredible. Can I ask how long did it take to monetize it? Because I know there's bloggers and bakers out there who this is such like a mystery to them. They're like, is it real? Like, are people actually doing that? How long did it take you to monetize it and how did that work? So I would say it took uh, over a year. Mm. Um, Yeah, of like regular posting. And I monetized at first, not through any sponsorships or anything, but just through ads on the blog. Uh, Because I had that traffic of all the people coming to the blog and I was really focusing on bringing people to the blog. And so I was getting money from the page views from people coming. How much Mm -hmm. were you making a month? Am I allowed to ask that? Is that a kosher question? Yeah, you can ask. And I can't 
I don't I honestly can't even remember at the time like exactly how much I I was making like it wasn't that much like it was definitely much less than I was making in my corporate job like it it was a leap you didn't didn't leave the corporate world at that moment in time no yeah well I think I did I mean I did leave but it was scary because yeah it wasn't the same amount of money that I was pulling in at all um that took many more years to get to the point where I was making the same amount as as I was making in corporate so I mean yeah yeah so um when you did when you did leave like were was it just kind of on a whim was it like did you have a plan? I'm just so curious. This is such a like juicy part of your story that I didn't know. <laughs> Cause like, so, did you depend on that income or were you like really trying to make the baking thing work? Um, like where were you in that, in that spot? I did depend on that income for sure. Um, but I, I, I believe that I could make it work and I knew I could, and I did because I could see the growth trajectory and I could see that it was, it was going up and what I need to do to continue to make, to make it increase. So, you know, I had a cushion of savings, which always really helps. Um, I get really scared when I hear people that are doing these things and they have like nothing in savings. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, like, how are you even in the place that you can do this? And, and I, props to you. Like, I love that people can do that. Like, I, so I had a little cushion. So I knew like, okay, I, I have a, a window of time that I can okay. try this. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I like yeah. kudos to you. That's like a huge thing. Cause honestly, looking back, I'm like, if you hadn't ever left that corporate job, it probably never would have freed up your time in the way you needed to really lean in to this like new passion that you had found. Right. Yeah. And, and it's interesting um, for sure. And the other part of my story, and Brett, we had talked about this uh, when I met you, was that mm-hmm. um, at the time that I was doing all of this, my husband was in computer science and he had a corporate job as well. And he really kind of took issue with my photography. And I didn't take it personally because my photography was terrible. It was like really bad. And so he, he like took over that part of my my job of doing all the photos and everything. And then he got really, really good. And he got hired by a local food magazine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he did not, like, he was so scared to leave his job because then there'll be like two of us. Right. And we're both, you know, not working for any company, working for ourselves. And it literally took him getting laid off for him to take the time to be like, yes, now I can do that. And I've never seen anyone happier being laid off. Oh, my like, gosh. He got laid off and he's like, oh, my God. Like, now I can do what I want to do. But the, but taking the leap was too scary. So, I I mean, I totally understand what, what you're saying and, and that whole feeling of how can you how can you leave. And, and I, the other thing I should say about me is that the timing was such that when I left my job um, completely was also when I had a newborn. And so I was going to sort of leave anyway. So that helped me make that transition. I mean, I I never planned to leave corporate entirely, but I was going to take like a maternity leave. So I had a sort of like time that it it fit in. A built-in window that was already there. Yeah. I'm dying. That like Oh, it gives me like so much excitement inside me to hear like how your husband had that 
that gift given to him. Like, most people would be, like, laid off, like, oh, that sucks. Like, they would play the victim more about Mm -hmm. it. Right. I love that he was just, he took that as an opportunity and made his own way. I just love that so much. I'm like, I want to tell my husband about this because we have conversations (laughs) all the time about, you know, leaving this kind of working for the man and tied to a job kind of feeling when there's so many opportunities to really lean into your passions and like someone else will fill that spot and that they'll be so grateful to fill that job, you know, but for you, I feel like as, as creatives, we like hit this point where it's time to like take that little bit of risk and like, it's a calculated risk to some degree, but also just really put some oomph into what we're doing. Cause like then magic happens and like mm-hmm. then incredible things happen that you never even would have guessed. So he got really good at photography. He's taking pic- pictures for magazines and you start working with incredible brands. Like what, who have you worked with? Tell us about your partnerships that you've done. Cause you've written features, you've created content. You've done. Yeah. I think stuff. some of the coolest things that happened early on was Paula Dean, who she's got a lot, you know, a lot of questionable things that have happened to her in recent times. But back when she, I didn't know about all these things when I first started working with her. And I got really excited because I was not like a trained culinary professional or anything. And she reached out to me about developing recipes for her. And suddenly I'm like, you know, feel like, no pastry school, no nothing. And I'm like writing recipes for Paula Dean. Like what's happening here in my life? Like it was, it, it blew my mind. And um, I was at the time when I was doing cupcakes. So I was only doing cupcakes, cupcake project. Like it was literally just a different cupcake flavor every day. So I did so many crazy cupcakes and they would get featured all over the place because they were so wacky. So I did a football cupcake um, for, um, Super Bowl and it was like a buffalo chicken cupcake and it literally had like a piece of buffalo chicken on the top and on Super Bowl day it was featured on like the homepage of CNN and it was crazy so it blew my mind too so exciting so I got a lot of really just exciting opportunities I I did a whole feature in fine cooking magazine about cornbread um, and just wrote all kinds of stuff for them. So I read that you have an amazing cornbread recipe. I'm going to have to try it. I love my <laughs> cornbread. It's so good. You, people are picky about cornbread. I like sweet cornbread. So if you don't like a sweet cornbread, maybe mine's not for you. But if you like sweet, it's really good. <laughs> so you're doing more than just cupcakes now. It's And you said you baked other things before. What, what do you bake in addition to cupcakes? Like, tell us about all of your baking, which yeah. none of it comes from pastry school. I just want to <laughs> shout that out one more time to everyone listening at home. Like, you don't have to hoop jump. You can do it on your own. You can figure it out and be as cool as Steph, like creating recipes for the pros. Like, literally, it's all at your fingertips. So tell us about what the things that you're baking Yeah. So eventually I got really bored of cupcakes. I mean, how many cupcakes can you make? And I'm like, well, it was more than nine months. It was like years. And so eventually I was like, I can't, like, I need to branch out. I need to do something else. And real talk, like it was a bad idea. I mean, I did that, but I still think it was a bad idea because it sort of diluted my brand from being like this cupcake person. Um, and I, I I hesitate to I would 
it's good to go with what you love, but I also wouldn't recommend that to somebody else. Like if you have a niche and you're really good at it and you're known for it, there's an advantage to sticking with it. Um, so looking back, would you have maybe created a separate platform for all your new stuff and kept cupcakes on? I would have, I would have, I had the same issue when I was doing my cakes, like for Hobble Creek cake, that was my cake business. And that's where I posted for my customers. And then I started to do this coaching thing. And I grappled with that for so long. I was like, I have so many followers here on Hobble Creek Cake. Like I've built it so much. I don't want to start from scratch. But finally, I realized these are two different audiences I'm talking to. And so I started the new one. And now it's grown more than my old one. But I think that's really solid advice. Like know what your niche is. Know who your audience is. And don't just try and piggyback like other stuff on top of that. I think that's really solid advice. Right. Exactly. Um, But anyway, so I started making things that weren't cupcakes and it was very liberating. And so now I've, you know, I'll bake anything. I love cookies. I love pies. I love, really the only thing I don't like baking is, is cakes. Um, And I mean, I like, I like baking cupcakes. Uh, I mean, I like baking bunt cakes, Mm. um, but I don't like frosted cakes. Oh, because of the frosting? Because of the frosting and because I don't like decorating. I really – it's just not my thing. I like the more like – You're in it for the artistry flavors and the textures, like that bit of it. Oh, yeah. I love unique flavor combinations. That's my favorite thing. And I I love – yeah, I love developing recipes. I'm, I'm like the recipe side of things, not the uh, decorating side of things. <laughs> but your stuff is beautiful too. And your husband takes gorgeous yeah. pictures of it. I was combing through your blog and I was like, these, I've seen these, like these pop up all over the place. Like your pictures are Pinterest cupcakes. If you search vanilla cupcake, the cupcake project's going to come up on Pinterest. And didn't, someone did a test. Was it the kitchen that did a test with you and like three other like um, Ina Garden and a couple of other like big names and yours won. Yours was the best recipe, wasn't it? It was amazing. They did it for <laughs> vanilla and then they did the exact same thing for chocolate and I won both. You and won. it blew okay. – I mean, I was so excited. Hey, yeah. Everyone, if you're listening, you need a good cupcake recipe, go get on the Cupcake Project, vanilla and chocolate. Steph's got you covered. It won. I do. Did, was that you want to like, know oh, the story of the vanilla and chocolate oh, cupcake? Yeah. That's a good yes. story. So, okay. So I've been baking cupcakes, like I said, for, you know, years. And people would ask me for a vanilla cupcake recipe. And I would say, I don't have one because I made so many different flavors, but I never was making vanilla or chocolate. <laughs> and I didn't want to give people a mediocre vanilla. I'm like, if I'm known for cupcakes so much, my vanilla cupcake better be the best vanilla cupcake or it's really going to kind of hurt my reputation. <laughs> like, I can't do this. <laughs> well, so, vanilla, you like, you can't hide behind any add-ins or no. anything. It's either good or it's like, eh, you know? So what I did is I asked all my followers who wanted to volunteer to help me taste test cupcakes. And I got 50 people from around the world at different skill levels. And like some people had never baked a cupcake and some like expert pastry chefs. And I said, I'm going to send you my recipe and I want you to give me feedback and to rate it. And if it's not the best cupcake you've ever had, like I think I said over 60% of you has to say it's the best cupcake you've ever had or I'm not going to share it. And first one I sent, they didn't like. Like, and then I went back and forth and back and forth for a really long time until I got it like 66% or something said it was the best cupcake they'd ever had. Wow. 
And then I shared it and it blew up. And then I did the same thing with chocolate. Only chocolate took so much longer because people are oh, yeah. really, really picky about chocolate. Um, but eventually we got there to so where it's really good. When people were giving you feedback, like how were you tweaking your recipe? How did you know what elements? Is that just something you've naturally developed from making so many different cupcakes and baking so much? Or like, how did you pinpoint like, oh, they don't like the texture. I'm going to switch this. Or, oh, they didn't like the flavor. I'm going to increase that. How did you kind of feel it's that an, out? It's a good question. It, it had a lot had to do with the fact that I'd made so many cupcakes mm-hmm. that I really started to have a sense for well, what makes a cupcake recipe and what can I do to make it more moist. But then I also did a lot where I would, you know, I think I had to stack this big of different chocolate cupcake recipes that I would be reading through and like, what does this person do? What does this person do? And trying to assemble what made the different things work and what would work for me. My biggest issue with, with chocolate cupcakes when I get one from somebody else is that most of the time, the majority of the chocolate flavor comes from the frosting. The yeah, chocolate yeah. cake is not that chocolatey. And my cake is very chocolatey, like the cake itself. Oh, While can still, you just, can you DM me one of your cupcakes? I know it still has the right texture, and it's oh, super chocolatey. I love that. I love that because I'm the same way. I'm like, it's got to be chocolatey, and I've I've gone through a lot of recipes until I found one that I enjoy. But yeah, like if you don't have the good chocolate flavor, it's just basically like a slightly slightly more flavored vanilla you know like it's it's yeah. only got a slight more increase so I love that yours is super chocolatey I'm I'm gonna have to try them Steph I'm gonna have to t- to make you these should. they sound amazing so you're incredible making all these recipes you've done so much and then okay you have to walk us to this point where the bake fest becomes this kind of dream which then becomes a reality of like probably the biggest virtual international bakers event ever. Like, I don't even think there's anything else that exists to rival no. this. You have the top names teaching for two days live and people can go to all those classes. They get the recordings. It's like this crazy fun event. Where did that get born? How did that come into play? So this was during the pandemic and it I was doing a lot of Zooming with my friends and I know everybody was, but I was, as you know, we mentioned before, I'm pretty whole hog with everything. I don't mess around. So I literally set up with my friends that every Wednesday and every Saturday we had a Zoom call at scheduled times. And believe it or not, I'm actually still doing this, which is really crazy. Oh Even though gosh. this is over, we've been doing it for years. And every Wednesday and Saturday night, we're there and Zooming with our friends. Wow. It's really crazy. So I was doing all this and we were, but it was friends that lived in town, but then friends that lived and had moved away and lived in other parts of the country. And we had really not talked to them that much, but all of a sudden with the pandemic, they were part of our Zoom group and we were all talking all the time, which was so cool. And then I was thinking, there are all of these people on Instagram that are bakers and that I sort of see, you know, I see their stuff, I see what they're doing, but I don't get a chance to talk to them. Like, I don't know what they're like. I, I, you know, I, I really like to have a conversation So I set up a Zoom call with a bunch of Instagram bakers that I knew. And a whole bunch of people showed up. 
And I was like, let's kind of brainstorm what we can do together. Like, how can we build community? What can we all do? And one of the people at that call was Darren, who used to run Cakes That Inspire. And Darren was actually the one who came up with the concept of why don't we do a virtual event? And I was like, that's brilliant, right? Such a great idea. And we tried to get like everyone involved who was in that call, but most people just didn't have the time or the effort, the energy to like devote to, right. to it because it's, I mean, as I now know, it is really not a minor thing. Like it's, it's so <laughs> such a huge undertaking to do this. And so anyway, Darren and I took it on and started uh, uh, creating what is now the Bake Fest. And Darren is no longer uh, a part of it, but he was a big part of the, the beginning of the Bake Fest. Started, yeah. So mm-hmm. what did you like, what did you do to get, I mean, you came into it the first year and you've got like Cake by Courtney, Sweet Cake Big, Jenny Cookies. Like there was all these really big names. Wilton sponsors it, like freaking Wilton. <laughs> <laughs> and and amazing people all got on board like how did you how did you sell your vision on it because at that point it was kind of just a vision um how did you get people to really like rally around this because it was a fantastic event last year it really wasn't everything was hard about planning the bake fest but that part was not hard people yeah. really wanted to be a part of it i think because the first year was the pandemic and there was nothing else happening. So they were really craving that connection. They wanted to be able to get in front of an audience because a lot of people did do an in-person classes or teach at conferences and cake shows and things like that. And none of that was happening. So people were really jumping on the opportunity to be a part of this thing. And I think it didn't hurt that I had built relationships with a lot of, a lot of these folks through Cupcake Project. Um, my Cupcake Project Instagram, it, for years, it's not the case now, but for years, was really a curated account where I was sharing content from all the best bakers. And so a lot of these people I had had conversations with as with as I was sharing their work on a regular basis. And so it, it wasn't like an unfamiliar name when I was reaching out to them. I love how it's like these natural things that just kind of happened in your journey, like making these connections, learning these skills, like down the road, they came, they came back into play in a way that you probably had never really dreamed of. Like, (laughs) and really, I don't know. It's, I just love that part, the serendipity of like, when you just kind of just follow the inklings of like, Hey, this is fun. This feels good. Like making friends, just putting things together. It really can blossom into so many cool things. And I feel like, any business owner, any baker can learn so much from that. Like just kind of throw out the what, what if, or I'm scared of that. And just like start doing some stuff and it it leads to really cool places. And so what I love about the Bake Fest is as bakers, we are constantly looking for ways to learn. And at our fingertips, you know, there's obviously a ton of free resources. We've got YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Um, But to get some really nice information and classes from people, it can be expensive to invest. Like if you want to learn sugar flowers, you have to go take like a $400 sugar flower class. If you want to learn cake basics or real icing, like the bill kind of adds up really fast. And what's really cool about Bakefest is you gather all of those people into one place. And so when people come to Bakefest, it's like you get access to 
over 30 different professional top level classes with just that one ticket. So tell us, can you walk us through what, what is attending the Bake Fest like? If, if someone were to come, what, what can they expect from, from joining the Bake Fest and being there? It's happening May 20th and 21st. So just in a week and a half, are we that close? We are. Oh, oh my goodness. Walk us through it, Steph. Like what's going to happen? What can they expect? How can they get the most out of their ticket? So this week I've been doing dry runs with all the speakers. And I think what everybody says, whether it's a speaker that sees our platform for the first time or whether it's an attendee that comes for the first time, is that this is so much better than what you're used to online. This is not like Zoom. It's a whole different experience because when – well, first, okay, let's start at the beginning. Before you even get there, you're going to get a a link that has all of your class materials. And so you have all of these handouts for all the different hands-on classes that are taking place, including what you need to buy, recipes, everything so that you can participate at the Bake Fest. And – What's cool and what's so different about the Bake Fest, like I've been to other cake shows, uh, just got back from one. And when you're at a normal cake show, you have to pay for each class that you take. You have to sign up in advance. And like Brett was saying, like these classes are not cheap. And at Bake Fest, your ticket, once you buy your ticket, you can go to any class. So they're all included. So that's, that's the first thing. You don't have to pick and choose. Everything is included. And when you show up at the event, you click a single link. You don't have like 50 different links or anything like for a million Zoom sessions. One link, you go in and it shows you everything that's happening. And this is the point where you will have to pick and choose because there'll be like three classes happening at once and you decide which class you want to go into. Now, if let's say that, again, let's say you picked that comic book cake class and that's the one that you popped into, but at the same time was the sugar flower class and you really want that one too, you can watch it in the recording because you will get a recording for a full year. So you don't need to, to worry that you missed that class. Yeah. Or, so I tell people that they should like look through the schedule, pick the ones they want to be at live, like for certain and then plan out, like, you've got an entire year with those recordings to be like, all right, and then once a weekend, every month, I'm going to act like it's Bake Fest again and just log in and do one of my classes. And I did that. I went back and watched, like, how to take better photos of your cake, how to do wafer paper flowers, how to do sculpted cakes, because those were all completely out of my realm. And it was, it's so awesome. I just love it so much. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they get in and they can choose the classes they want live. The whole schedule is there. What else is in there? It's like this little virtual, almost like expo center. I don't know. Yes. So after each class, we have this, we call it the connect and chat time. And there's tables, virtual tables. And you can talk to your speaker after class. So imagine that you're, this is how I always explain it. Like, let's say you went to an actual class. And then after the class, an in-person class, you had a question for the teacher. And you wanted to go up and talk to the teacher after class so that you could, like, ask a couple little questions. And when you do an online class, like, you don't usually have that opportunity. But at BakeFest, the the instructor will have a table and you can just go to their virtual table and it's a video chat with the instructor and you can follow up and ask whatever questions that you had. 
It so was that's... one of my favorite parts last year because I taught um, on pricing last year. And then actually, yeah, getting to sit down at the table, quote unquote, mm-hmm. <laughs> and see the students. I was there for like an hour and I wish I could have spent the whole day. Honestly, we could have sat there and talked and talked. It was a lot of fun to actually be able to have more of a conversation after class. So it was such a fun part. And not only can you meet with the teachers, but you can also meet with like the brands that are sponsoring it, right? That's the cool thing too. So this year for the first time, so every brand is doing a demo, almost every brand is doing a demo. And so you'll be able to learn a little bit about the products and what they offer. And we have some really cool brands. So you're going to hear about some products that maybe you've never heard about, or maybe like, for example, you know, you know, you've heard of Wilton, but you didn't know about their new, well, nobody knows because they're going to be announcing a new product. So their new product that's coming out and you'll get to see that that demoed. Um, I just met this morning with one of our brands with Kitchen Creations and they're doing like a, they make these custom acrylic uh, toppers for cakes and they're going to do a giveaway where whoever wins, they're actually going to cut it live during their demo. So I think that'll be really fun. So they'll be doing demos. And then after the demos, the brands will have a table time. So you can actually go and talk in a small group with the brands, like maybe you don't understand how to use the Amoretti flavors. Like you're, you're mm-hmm. like, how much should I use? I have a question on how to do that. So Amoretti will be there and you can talk to them and, and get your answers. Which is so cool. Cause like putting faces to some of these big brands, like honestly, it's a great networking opportunity. If you're someone who's like, I'd like to work with brands or I'd like to, you know, know a little bit more about what it's like running these companies who make the products, like good, good people to interact with and to know. Um, okay. So they, that's two days, right? There's two full days. We've got the classes, we've got the tables, the networking, people can meet other bakers. It's all so good. Is there anything else I'm leaving out? Anything other features? There's giveaways, there's prizes. Prizes are always a big part of Bake Fest. We have some really good prizes. I think I have to I don't want to say for sure. Wilton is giving away something really big, but I can't remember. Exa- I'm not going to tell you the details. But <laughs> but there's a bunch of a bunch of great prizes, and what else? That's that's the basics, I think. Of oh, and discounts, discounts. So uh, all the brands yes. that are participating have discount codes that you're going to get. So that if you want to shop after the event, after you meet them, you could do that. I know a bunch of people actually because the Eddie, if you all know about the Eddie that prints on the cookies, the edible printer is so cool and it's very expensive. So a lot of people actually wait and buy it after Bakefest with the discount code Ah. because it is, it's an expensive item. Yeah. You cookie people listen up (laughs) because that's so good. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Well, and then I'm teaching as well. I am teaching about money. Last year was pricing. This year it's everything money. And I'm really excited because it's going to be, I don't know, when you guys come to this session on money, you're going to leave with a completely different perspective of how money works in business, how you feel about money, because so much of our issues with money, it's all in our head. So we're going to dive deep into that during my class. So definitely come and, and join me there. And I mean, some of the classes I'm excited for, because I'm going to join all the classes. I want to hear. 
I can't wait to do the search engine optimization for bakers, Mm -hmm. which is like SEO. That's learning how to actually get your business in front of customers. Like if you have a website or an Instagram, how do you actually make it findable to people? Because that's the number one problem I see people have is they have amazing products. They have amazing businesses, but customers just can't find them. So search engine optimization, that's by Anthony Rosemond. I'm so excited for that. Creating your own line of custom products, like actual physical products. I'm excited for that one. Um, Sculpted Cakes by Avalon Cakes. She just won the Cake bar. Maker of the Year. I just have to point that out. Oh and she's teaching me a bake class. She won it from the at American the American cake. at the Cake Awards. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. So yeah. Like these these aren't just like random yahoos that you gathered up. These people that are teaching are the real deal and the classes you're getting are the real deal. So it's I just I can't even say enough about it. I'm really excited to be a part of it again. Um so for all of you listening, where can they find their tickets, Steph? So they need to go to the bakefest.com is where they can get their tickets. Yeah, um, and they you can use uh you've got a coupon code for them, right? I do. It's the out of home baker fifteen. So I'm gonna post both the link to thebakefest.com and that code in the show notes, so you can grab it there, or you can find me on Instagram, and I will DM it to you. But let's make sure you get that code, and let's make sure you get your ticket to Bakefest because we're less than like a week and a half away. It's time to jump on this. Like, definitely don't miss it. Um, how are you feeling, Steph, getting ready for it? Like you've got tons to do to get the ball rolling. Um, but how are you feeling kind of coming up on, on the bake fest next week? I'm excited. The The actual day of the bake fest, like I always cry. It's just like, it's Aww. so, it's like so moving to me. Like when this thing starts and after all the work and then like I see everyone in the chat like and how excited everyone is like you can feel the energy like I just it I don't know like it's so much work leading up to it but I always know like it's going to be so worth it when it actually happens it's because I and I get so many emails afterwards like truly people will write me and say this is just the motivation I needed to finally like start my business or this was I I was having such a hard couple months and this, now I set, feel inspired. I'm ready to tackle things. And just the, the sweetest emails I get afterwards. So it just always makes it worth it. I love that. Look what you've created. It's amazing what you've given to this baking community. And the Bake Fest, it's the whole package. Because just like you said, people don't just need you know the content, the information. They don't just need to know how to do the stuff. They need that that energy and motivation that really only comes from connecting with different people in the industry. Cause we're all just at home doing our thing, but to actually, you know, enter this world where all of a sudden everybody gets your life and they understand what you do and they can help you be accountable and, and go further than you thought you could. It's just so beautiful what you've created and this, this fun space that is the bake fest. So we're so Thank excited you. to be there next week. And I want to ask you like, is there any final words of advice you would give to bakers, especially like stay-at-home mom bakers, because you're a mom yourself doing all of this <laughs> and like how to make all their business ideas kind of come to fruition and work? What would you tell them? It's hard. There's so many different things. I think 
what you said before is one of the best pieces of advice. And I always say the same thing. It's you have to jump in and try it. You just, you have to do it. Like you, you can't just have a five-year plan. Planning is great. And there's nothing wrong with having a five-year plan, but you have to just do. If you don't jump in and start, it's it's never going to go anywhere. So you can't let your fear hold you back from trying. And even if it's baby steps, yeah. uh, take those little steps. And because one thing leads the next, leads the next to the next. So don't. Don't hesitate to to try because you never know. I love that. That's it right there. And people ask me too. They'll be like, how do you do all this stuff when you've got kiddos? And I'm like, it's because I don't waste time like worrying about what's going to happen. If I have an idea, I'm calling someone about it that minute. I'm like, hey, would you like partner on me with this? Or like, hey, can I like you just start taking action and and drop all the worry and you just you see how things just kind of start to blossom and in, in ways that you never thought. I love it. You just try. Yeah. <laughs> just try. <laughs> just Steph, try. Thank you so much for A, all these years of work you've put into helping the baking community and for creating this event. And thank you for being here today on business. This is sweet. It's been just such a joy and a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me. It's so fun. See you at Bake Fest. Is she not just the coolest? That has got to be one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. I feel like I could talk to Steph all day. We are just of the same mind and same heart when it comes to business and baking. So many good takeaways from that conversation. Number one, just try Don't let the fear of what might happen keep you from making your first move because that is where you're going to learn. That is where you're going to grow and that is where magic is going to happen. Number two, don't be afraid of feedback. That's how you learn. I love how Steph wasn't afraid to go through several iterations of her recipes and, you know, hear the hard words, hear the constructive criticism that allowed her to actually make things that people really, really loved and ultimately became the best vanilla cake recipe (laughs) that exists in the blogging world. Number three, you don't always have to know the how. Just start moving on the little inklings of ideas that you have, and they could turn into amazing things. When Steph started this, she didn't know what was going to become of it. She didn't even dream of that. She just started moving on these ideas, just got going, and it turned into these incredible, incredible communities and and blog and recipes and things that she never dreamed of and so if you've got ideas just start moving on them don't miss your chance to come to Bakefest it really is going to be an incredible event I really have loved teaching at it I've loved attending at it and it's going to be just a fun weekend and a fun year of learning so don't forget the, the link for your ticket is in the show notes you can use code the out of home baker 15 to get that discount and i will see you at the bake fest Bye.